right. Hello, everybody. This is Minister Ronaldo Watkins uh, once again uh, coming uh, to you on uh, this medium. Uh, I'm trying to be relevant in today's times in which we're living in with so many things happening in our midst. We thank God. Uh, oftentimes when I'm asked to say or do a prayer, uh, I would use the phrase, we thank God. Um, part of the Bible teaching, part of the training, <clears throat> is that we learn to give God thanks. Um, that not only happens when we're having good times and it's sunny and you know we're feeling well and healthy and we have enough to eat and we have money in the bank and the da 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 da. I'm not talking about. We thank God also in the times when it is not going well, in the times when we are lacking need money, need a job, about to be convicted. Um, we learn how to have a, a posture, a mind frame, a spirit, a disposition of being thankful and thanking God. Um, if we do a comparison, uh, sometimes it, it needs be that we uh, take note of those who are worse off than we are to bring us to a point of realization, understanding that we have more than others people have. Um, so therefore we should be in a, in a position to thank God, to thank God, to give God praise and glory. Certainly I can go into this whole thing of, of how certain laws work. Uh, for this brief moment I'll say this, uh, when anyone positions themselves in thanking God, uh, despite what you're going through, there's certain laws that kick into place. For instance, if I go out on the street or in my house, in the backyard, front of the house, side of the building, wherever, go on a mountaintop, go in the valley, and I take a penny and I release the penny, that penny will fall to the ground or to the earth. It is a law. But now I've entered into a rocket, rocket ship, I still have that same penny and I get shot up into space. When I cross into space and I let go of that penny, the penny does not fall, it floats, right? It's a law. There's a law for us living here on earth, breathing air. Um, we have the right temperature of 98 whatever degrees, whatever the perfect degree is. And we would say that we thank God. Uh, but if we go into the deepest part of the ocean where life would come to a, a brisk end for us. There's no air to breathe. There's no sunshine. It's dark. Uh, it's gloomy. But yet, guess what? You will find creatures living uh, in, the, in the farthest reaches of the ocean. And that's normal for them. Okay? There are certain laws that govern us and certain laws that governs them. So in all things, we learn how to give thanks. Okay, to give thanks, right? To give thanks. And when we get to that place of giving thanks, you'll find that other things will start to kick in. For instance, when you are going through, okay, um, the pits of hell, and you position yourself to give thanks to God, okay, the cosmos, if you want to use that word, uh, the elements, if you want to use that word, word, uh, word uh, celestial Celestial beings or celestial realities will start to 
kicking on your behalf, right? Uh, just as we know that there is uh, evil in the world, we know for certain there is good. So for the person that positioned themselves in giving God thanks, glory, and honor, God has a way of making things work on our behalf for our good. That is a universal, that's a godly, if you will, law, okay? So I've learned to give thanks uh, in my prayers. I've learned to be thankful and grateful. For this rendition of Come and Let Us Reason Together, I'd like to use uh, for a backdrop uh, the story of Moses, okay, and use, um, use for a theme, your skin, okay, your skin, skin on our bodies, on our flesh, your skin. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, for the time that I have left, let me just go through this whole story for those who are familiar with uh, the whole event of, of uh, the children of, of Israel uh, before they were released from Egypt. Uh, there was one called by God by the name of Moses. Um, word had gotten up to the Lord's ear. The prayers of his people had reached him to the point whereby he commissioned, he anointed, and he appointed this person by the, by the name of Moses. Instructed Moses to go and to tell Pharaoh, okay, not request, not plead, <laughs> but to tell him, okay, I've heard the cries of my people and I want you to let my people go. Now, in this, in this season, if, if I can use that term, of corona, or as they have dubbed it, COVID-19, I think, I think it'll tie in, uh, as you see, towards the ending. In this season of COVID-19, okay, as we take a look at this whole Moses story. So Moses was appointed by God to go out and to speak to this Pharaoh. Okay, again, he heard the, cra the, 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 the cry uh, of his people, the prayers of his people, and he sent Moses to speak on his behalf. Let my people go. Well, to hasten the story, Moses, um, as many dictators, uh, many people who are in a position of, of some level of, of, um, of power, if you will, uh, there's a difference between power and authority. Okay, that's another message there, but uh, in a position of, of some uh, amount of power, you know, power has a way of, of corrupting people, okay? It has a way of, of, uh, of making, making them, making people smell themselves, <laughs> making them get to a point whereby they think that everything runs uh, under, their, um, under their leadership, okay? Um, the heads start to swell up. God told Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Well, Pharaoh being Pharaoh, being swell-headed, uh, being a person that had uh, power, he had the Uzis, he had the tanks, he had the grenades, he had the knives, he had the, um, the guns, he had all of these things. He had the people that was 
back into his every whim and calls and needs. He had servants. He had folks that came and played instruments, play, uh, played for him, danced for him, entertained him, rubbed him down, washed him up. He had all of these people around him. Uh, whatever he said, folks did. They obeyed it. Okay, there was no turning back. There was no, I don't want to do it. No, whatever, whatever he said, it was carried out. <clears throat> so here it is now, Pharaoh, in this position, being confronted by this nobody <laughs> by the name of Moses. And here it is now, this Moses, uh, who he once knew, is now coming to him on the behalf of uh, the Israelites, the people of God. Moses says, God says, let my people go. The arrogance now of Pharaoh uh, starts to kick in, okay. so much to the point whereby we have a series of plagues that come up against Pharaoh. Now I started going through the scripture and found out that there was 10 of these plagues, 10 of them, okay? Um, it took 10, it would seem, to bring him to the place of releasing God's people. The first plague that we hear of is that we find that the water, okay, the ocean, the drinking water that was around Egypt had turned into blood. Um, within the King James, King James uh, rendition, uh, you read something that says, "In God hardens, He hardened Pharaoh's heart." Now, for those that say, "Well, God did this and God did the next thing," well, that's the way the King James rendition put it. Uh, you may have to read some other translation to see how it is worded. But one of the things that is certain is certain that we understand about human beings we can become so blatantly arrogant especially when we have some level of power we can become so blatant arrogant and start to smell ourselves we can become so blatant arrogant that we think everything and everybody revolves around us so the water turned to blood why because Pharaoh became blatantly arrogant. I'm not going to let these people go. They are mine. They belong to me. I say do and they do. I say come and they come. Okay. Second plague that took place was a whole legion of frogs started to show up, bouncing all over the place, right? Destroying everything. From frogs, we go to lice. Okay. Lice showed up. Okay, and in each of these plagues, we find that Pharaoh dug in even more. Okay, he dug in. No, I'm not going to release these people. They belong to me. From the lice, we came, uh, come now to the cattle uh, belonging to all of the Egyptians. They died. So can you imagine now you had all of these beasts that just killed over? Nobody knew what happened. Whether they ate something, something happened to them, somebody came, killed them, they, they didn't know anything. They died. That's plague number five. Plague number six had boils coming upon human beings. Okay, boils coming, you know, those, those, those 
pus bumps. Those bumps, amen, boils full of water, liquid, pus. I don't know what's in them, but had boils coming up on everybody. Okay, all of these Egyptians now experiencing boils coming up. The animals, men, women, boys, girls, infants, everybody had boils. From the 6th, we go to the 7th, and now we're looking at a hail storm. Okay, word was given out again uh, to all uh, of the uh, Israelites. Take your uh, selves indoors. Uh, all of your cattle, remove them. And all of the Egyptians who had these cattle and and found themselves out in the field, uh, experienced now a hail storm. Okay, so so devastating was it that it was able to kill. Uh, I've experienced a, a few of these hail storms, uh, but the, the ice balls were very small. Other parts of the country, um, they have hail storms uh, large enough to break windows, large enough to put dents uh, on cars, large enough to in, indeed kill Amen. If somebody is struck in the right place on their body. From the hailstorm, the eighth plague that came was locusts. Okay. The locusts just showed up. Just showed up and started to devour, eat everything. Okay. Now keep in mind, Pharaoh is still in a mindset digging in and then uh, going through this whole period period of playing with God. Yes, I'll let your people go. You know, God, don't hurt me. I'll let your people go. And then had Moses to go and stand and pray for him and whatnot. And, and, and God says, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a chance. But every time it looked like the burden was lifted, the plague was lifted. Guess what? Pharaoh dug right in. <laughs> right? He dug right in. All right? Because, again, he is full of himself, he's smelling himself. He dug right in. So the locust came. Well, the ninth plague was now complete darkness all over the place. Okay, so much so so dark that folks could not even see each other. A uh, 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 darkness. Amen. I've I've done some traveling uh, in my vehicle, and uh, some areas of the roadway that you travel. You have light. You have some type of, of, of lighting uh, system. Other places where you travel, guess what? There's no light. And I remember traveling one time, even the the, 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 the road markings, you know, you have those straight lines that at least give you some kind of guidance. I remember traveling somewhere I was going, and no light, amen, no street marking, and on top of that, it was raining. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to maintain a vehicle to go straight only thing that you have to rely on is your regular lights and your, your high beams, and hopefully you don't run into something or hit something. Complete darkness. Now, again, here you have Pharaoh. Arrogant, playing with God, have folks coming. He had all of his soothsayers and all of his magicians and all of his uh, 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 enchanters and all of these people to come and pray with him, to come and to see if they can undo what the Lord has done, to come and to fill in the gap. And every one of these folks failed. All of the plagues that God has sent, all of the plagues, plagues that God had orchestrated, none of these magicians could fix that. None of them. They ended up with boils. They ended up coming short. They ended up failing. Not one of them 
not one, near one of them, can overthrow what God had done. The arrogance of this Pharaoh, okay, the arrogance of this Pharaoh, to think that he is it, to think that everything revolves around him, okay? Now, I had mentioned Corona, okay? I had mentioned Corona because what we've learned so far is that this virus is not a Republican virus. This virus is not a Democratic virus. It's not an independent. The virus is not black. The virus is not white. The virus is not yellow. The virus is not brown. The virus is not a rich virus. The virus is not a poor one. The virus is not a middle class virus. The virus hits everybody. Okay? It's called a pandemic, which means that it left one country, one geographical location on the planet Earth and has spread abroad, that it has reached the entire now planet, that now the count is over, I think, 2 million or close to 2 million, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. People have been contracted. I don't know the count for those who have died, okay, because of this coronavirus. Now, how does all of this tie in? Well, word again went out early on, early on to this administration. Word went out to be prepared. Something is coming down the pike. From what I understand, there was a briefing on day one, okay, of this administration. There was a briefing that something is brewing. They're anticipating something coming down the pike, okay? Something is, is developing, so get ready. I like the story of Joseph, if I can deviate here, because I think it ties in. For those that read the Bible, okay, they know the story of Joseph, okay? Joseph finally he ended up in, in prison. Uh, Joseph, Joseph had the gift of, of interpreting dreams, and so as the story goes on, the king was perplexed. He had this dream, didn't know what it meant. He called all his people in. They could not decipher it. But somebody remembered Joseph. Joseph had this ability to interpret dreams. And so they called for Joseph to come before the, the king and to hear what the dream, what the, the king's dream was and to see if he could interpret it. Well, as the story goes on, Joseph did just that. He interpreted the dream for the king. Look what the king did. He said, you know what? I like that. I like the type of wisdom that you have given. The wisdom that tells me that according to what you've interpreted, uh, in the days of plenty, store up. In the days of abundance, of a good harvest, put aside. In the days where the crop is, is, is bountiful, store that up. Because right behind that is coming a lean period. Right behind that is coming a time when you will not have. So because you've stored up, because you were wise, okay, you were wise enough to see the signs of the time and took action, 
I'm going to make you ruler over a, a vast portion of my kingdom. That's what happened to Joseph. Coming back to this administration, they were given for forewarning <laughs> that something is coming. We learned that in January, at some point, word got out that, listen, this thing is coming our way. It looked like it's, 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 it's a done deal. It's coming our way, right? But instead we hear, no, we are right. We have it under control. One lie after the next, after the next, after the next, after the next. And the thing that's troubling, Lord, for the sake of me, is you have a segment of this country is who are just blatantly stupid. I, I can't even say ignorant. Because ignorance, as I've said before, ignorance means basically the absence of knowledge. The absence of certain things you just don't know. I'm ignorant to the fact of not knowing how to do whatever okay many things in life i'm ignorant to until i learn it that's ignorance you just don't know stupidity stupidity means that you know what is but you go contrary you know what what you're supposed to know but you act in the opposite direction which may in fact lead itself to this whole thing uh called the unpardonable sin i met, remember reading that in the, in, in the new testament right uh, Jesus says, all men of sin shall be forgiven, men, but blasphemy against the Holy Ghost that shall not be forgiven. What does that mean? To, to call the Son of God, all of his actions that he has done, demonic. Here you have people that are lame, they're not being made well. People who are blind, receiving their sight, they couldn't talk, now they couldn't talk. They had stuff wrong with their body and all kind of, of leprosy and whatnot. Now they heal. To say that is demonic, it means that you're looking at what God has done and flipping it to say, no, this is being done through the spirit of Beelzebub or the spirit of Satan. So Jesus said, well, all man of sin shall be forgiven, but blasphemy against God's spirit, that shall not. Why? Because we have freely abdicated our sound judgment, our sound thinking, and we're calling everything that is of God demonic. And once you get to that place, not even God himself can intervene and help and save you. All right, let's get back now and finish up with our friend Pharaoh. <laughs> Pharaoh, the ninth plague was darkness. So we've come through uh, water being turned to blood. We've come through frogs. We've come through lice. We've come through flies. We've come through the cattle dying. We've come through boils on their skin. We've come through the hailstorm and fire. We've come through the locusts. We're now at darkness. Again in January, word was given out that this thing is coming, but but because of the arrogance, you know, because of, of, of the arrogance, thinking that he is in charge, everything revolves around him, thinking that 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 you know it's amazing, and all these folks standing around him <laughs> just they're just cowering, you know, they're just watching every word that they say. They don't want to offend the office, they don't want to uh, be, be an offense. So everybody is just, just sucking up and kissing up, amen, to this person because he's that arrogant. Well, the last plague that took place with Pharaoh is that his skin was touched. 
What do I mean by that? His skin was touched. His own firstborn, as you know the story of uh, Moses, God gave preparation to his people. This is what you do. Something is called the Passover's coming. I want you to prepare certain foods I want you to eat. I want you to take the blood that you have killed of the sacrifice and wipe it on your doorpost because the death angel is going to roam by. The death angel is going to come by. And so I want you to wipe the post of your door so that when the angel come and he sees the blood, he will pass over. And in that hour, the angel of death will pass over the firstborn of the Egyptians. So Pharaoh, in deep in his REM sleep, started hearing from one to the other, people wailing and crying out, people screaming, you know, my son, my son. He started to hear all of this and something snapped in him. Let me check my son. Let me go and check to make sure that he is all right and he is secure. And lo and behold, he went to the room of his son and saw his son lying there and he examined his chest to see if his chest was going up or down, if he was breathing. He saw a still figure. He went in and grabbed his son and shook him, but there was no life, no life to be found. Sometimes it would seem that our skin, our very skin has to be touched in order for us to wake up, in order for us to realize Sometimes the very skin, our own skin, and what I mean by our skin, those who are close to us that we cherish, sometimes it takes our own skin to be touched in order for us to realize. The count from COVID is up in, I don't know what the numbers are, but multiply that by husbands who have lost wives, wives who have lost husbands, uncles who are dead, cousins who are dead, nephew, nieces, grandmother, grandfather, go down the family lineage, the family line. People have lost loved ones. And because some folks in the upper echelon of posterity, the upper echelon of wealth, drag their feet think that they are so secure sometimes it takes their skin to be touched in order for them to realize brothers and sisters my name is minister Ronaldo Watkins I share this topic with you uh, part of the part of the um, the position of leadership within the church we have folks who have different titles of which they find themselves in and uh, certain positions are given. All of these positions, as we read, according to Paul, for the edifying of God's body. 
okay all of these positions in one way or the other they are there to edify to build up to strengthen to nurture to advance the body of Christ within the structure of God's uh, uh, um, uh, order you have people you have leadership who have also the spirit or what I call the prophetic spirit okay the prophetic spirit and that prophetic spirit oftentimes speak against governmental structures that cause hardship for people that call that has this this ability or this 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 desire amen to cause hardship sometimes God have people in certain positions to speak against that and to try to restore order to try to restore sanity to try to restore that which is right so I share this uh, message with you um, <laughs> skin being touched skin being touched with you on this day again my name is Minister Ronaldo Watkish I, Watkish I bid you Godspeed and we'll talk next time take care bye bye